0: Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. This is All Things Spider-Man, part two. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy smith And I'm Clifton. So this summer is 60 years since the publication of Amazing Fantasy number 15, the comic book debut of The Amazing Spider-Man. We did an all Spider-Man episode last week, so be sure to check it out if you haven't already. But we didn't feel like we covered it all in full. So we wanted to do a part two and kind of get into it a little bit more. Um, one of the main things I think we left out, namely, uh, we didn't get to, was was uh, the rogues, the bad guys. Mm. So I figured we would start there. Favorite bad guy? Let's go. There's so many. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get so
1: are. many villains,
2: so many yeah. good ones.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I go, I go with the number one, the number one at the block, the Goblin.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: The Green. Goblin by Norman Osborn yes he's up there with Lex isn't he as far as just the worst of the worst person you can ever imagine like his home life is just terrible I mean as far as how he treats his family mm-hmm. with his son his son being uh <laughs> the best friend of Peter right yeah just that just to be related uh, can you imagine your best friend's father is such a Beyond redeemable, and then find out he's like a super criminal. I mean, jeez, man, <laughs> right?
2: And he's a bit of a scientist himself. Yes, <laughs> Wait, yes, yes, that bit too. yes. <laughs> yes,
3: he fancies himself that. You see more in common yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. But no, the goblins up there for sure. Goblin's a good mm-hmm. one.
1: I'll say this too: Spider-Man has probably the best group of villains as far as <laughs> as a team that actually likes being together or likes calling himself a name
4: Mm -hmm.
1: like Mm -hmm. to me it's not the same like with the rogues because the rogues feels like okay let's get as many guys together and just beat them up you mean like the rogues like the flash rogues yeah like the flash rogues i mean it's never a definite number that's
0: not a real group name yes i know it is but it's not it just it reeks (laughs) of like we didn't think of something yes right yeah, me right. yeah. nuts.
3: They're not like the, the Flash Revenge squad or something like that. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. They're just the Rogues, right? They're yeah. just the Rogues. Yeah. But with the Sinister 6. Yeah, that's a good name. That's a solid villain name. Mhm. But no, with the Rogues, I agree cuz the Rogues always it was like, you know, if you got nothing else to do.
2: <laughs> well,
3: on you know, am Yeah, come join us. Gonna, you know, you're you're not pulling your own thing. And we've we've talked about the villains in Central City just like it's just like a, cr- a thug Or criminal with a gimmick whereas like the sinister six are actual like villains it feels
1: like yeah Yeah. that like no we're gonna beat him up this time (laughs) yeah (laughs) straight straight purposeful plan is to take him out literally Mm -hmm.
2: right like most of them spider-man has enough trouble with one-on-one right Mm -hmm. Mm then most of them (laughs) and then they team up and you're like how is this how is he ever gonna win this one
3: yeah i would say it's hard to think of my favorite one because i mean I always think a lot of times with Spider-Man villains, it's a lot of it is is the visuals, okay. like mm-hmm. like the storyline or the visual that's tied with them. I mean, not uh, you know you got to talk about Doctor Octopus.
0: Yeah, sure, right.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a certain amount of, you know, I don't know. It's it's sometimes they do that with Norman too, but they give Doctor Octopus that that attitude of just being superior, uh, i.e. the superior Spider-Man stuff. But mm-hmm. just the idea that he always looks down on Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. yes you know there's (laughs) that that arrogance inherent to to otto (laughs) that we don't get a lot from the other villains yeah that's one of the things where i think otto is definitely his his intellectual equal if not his intellectual better
1: i say he was i think otto's more superior it's yeah yeah the stuff that otto comes up with over time is just better i mean we get a sense of that when the whole superior spider-man the story comes into play. At least right. they, they really push it forward with that as to what would Otto do if he had the uh powers of Spider Man, so to speak. What would he right. become? Which is saying something because Norman is arguably smarter financially and scientifically
0: right than Otto. Yeah. I've always liked the visual of Doc Ock yeah oh yeah. And i think it's just kind of neat like like i have to imagine i think when they were creating him mean, it was like spiders have eight legs octopus have eight legs like, like is there something we can do with that yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> you
0: know but i like I, I like that um you know in most cases almost all the cases that that you know they've literalized in a way doc ock having you know uh extra help with his extremities <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right yeah. um you know, and I and, and, and I think that it's just such a fun visual and such a cool hook of, like, uh, of of just, like, how much stuff he's got to deal with when he fights him. hmm You know? Oh, yeah. Like, um, there's a couple of moments, uh, not to go to the movie so quickly, but there's a few moments in Spider-Man 2 and then later in No Way Home where, where like, I think it captures really well, like, yeah, it would be pretty chaotic fighting that guy. I think. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, especially how they manipulate the arms. Like one is doing one while on is lunging for you at the same token. One's trying to tie you <laughs> right. up. That's like, and then there's right. the whole thing with each one taking a limb of Spider Man while right. his own
0: arms are are free to do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've always liked that visual. when like, yeah. and when Otto's just like smacking him. Yes. Just oh, like yeah, yeah, just psh, psh, Yeah, early on, <laughs> you know? that's
3: that's one of the first times he got him with with that whole thing where he had him like by like, by almost drawing quartered, where he like just walks mm-hmm. up and just backhands him because he feels like he yeah. can at that yeah. point. And they don't do it too often. There's like a couple. I think there's like a Peter Parker spectacular Spider Man, and then I know I go back to this, this issue all the time. But the first Amazing Annual, um, when Otto fights him underwater.
4: mm-hmm
3: you know literally going you're like being an octopus underwater they don't do it all that much but when they do it like that one's really great in the annual and right. like I said there's another one i think where they fight where it's kind of like a cool again a cool visual of not only is he having to deal with all the arms and being un- he has to deal with the fact that he's going to run out of air yeah which i think is a cool you know a cool component that we don't get enough in, in dr octopus stories but i always thought it was mm-hmm. cool when they did it
1: Yeah, no, it sounds cool but the one thing I like, I, you know what? I have to draw it back because Goblin is still a force to be reckoned with. But to me, what really stood out to me was Venom, mm-hmm. because essentially you have a character who's literally stronger than Spider-Man with the same powers, and he still beats him. You know, it's just it's it's the whole thing of it's not enough to have the powers; you gotta have the mind too, that which makes right. him Spider-Man. That's yeah. to me why I always looked at it.
3: Yeah, because a lot of those are him. Well. I guess the first couple of times it's him making the, making the plea to the suit, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Where he outwits, yeah. at outwits at Eddie by basically, you know, come back to <laughs> talk with the suit. Like it's a jilted, you know, lover, lover mm-hmm. <laughs> being like, yeah. come on, baby. You want to be back with me? Yeah. You don't want to be with Eddie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. Which works for some time until it does. not right. You know? Yeah, yeah. The suit finally just wises up and goes, Oh, okay, yeah.
3: I get it. I get what you're doing to me. <laughs> yeah. How dare yeah. you? But, um, yeah, Venom was great. I mean, Venom is like, I mean, I think about those early Venom stories, like when you have the bit where, oh, spider Man's covered in like the blood and Offal from like where, I can't remember, like they're yeah. fighting the meat warehouse and Peter freaks yeah. out. and Yeah. And just, a vi- just, again, just a visual of of taking that black and white costume that's so cool and then just put a couple tweaks on it and make it even better and scarier, really,
4: mm-hmm.
3: is pretty great. And then, of course, we had the, the 90s explosion of Venom being in everything, so yeah. it kind of- <laughs> right kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> diffused yeah. that character from being cool which is too bad because it was yeah. a cool villain the first couple outings of venom was great
1: yeah and then a couple with the fact that his spider sense didn't work with it
3: yeah that was a nice bit because mm-hmm. a lot of times i think and we didn't really talk about it when we talked about the first part but a lot of times um you know with the spider sense it's either a writer's fully committed to the idea of like okay peter's got it and it's a power or they do something that easily negates it. Or I think Dan Slott, like just took it away for like a couple of years. Because uh-huh. I don't think he wanted to deal with it during his run. I'm pretty sure. I've only read bits and pieces right. of his run. But I remember Peter not really having access to it for a while. But um, yeah, that w- I always like that aspect too. Because it's, again, one of those early appearances where we don't really see Vanna. But someone pushes Peter or tries to push Peter onto the train tracks you know, while he's waiting for the subway. You know. Mess, it's like it's kind of like oh,
2: right, right. Yeah. Eddie
3: plays sort of like the mind games with him at first before he find, yeah. like, before he fully shows up in the apartment with MJ. Yeah, um, I forgot it,
1: about that. Yeah,
3: you know we get a couple of those appearances like like you know he, Spider Sense did warn him, and then he's kind of like whoa you know who's out to who's out to get me now basically is what we have is with that situation. So no really good stuff again Venom Venom at the beginning before the oversaturate you know the oversaturation of the character was pretty good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did, he definitely liked to F with Peter in a different way. Oh, yeah. In a much different way than some of the other villains at that time. Mm -hmm. And it strikes me as also kind of interesting that he's also, um, he's the evil twin bad guy. Right. The doppelganger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's the evil twin trope, (laughs) but it's also, but like, it took so long
3: for there to Mm -hmm. be a
0: Spider Man, like, evil twin. Right. Well, we, I mean, they had that. that Yeah.
3: That kind of, like, kind of dovetails what I was going to say to go even further back. I think, um, i always was fond of the of the jackal i always liked the jackal i thought the jackal was a cool character miles warren spoiler um <laughs> <laughs> peter's peter's science teacher or biology teacher at, at uh at the college you know turns out to be <laughs> turns out to be a supervillain, right you know yeah. and it, you know it's one of things where that whole thing that's where i remember when like some of the earliest comics i ever had were like during the clone saga stuff for spider-man and it was kind of
2: you know, it was heady. Again, the earlier clone saga. Right. Yeah, the original <laughs> yeah. one.
3: Um, right. To go far that back, you know, go that that back, go that far back, I should say. Um, it was, you know, that was stuff of, you know, it was heady stuff for a kid, you know, reading it to be like clones and, you know, know, learning about Gwen Stacy and and you know that Miles Warren had this weird, you know, twisted thing for her and all that stuff. But I think I always thought the idea of him was cool. I always liked, you know. um, you know, that whole storyline is great with him and like Tarantula's in it another Spider-Man villain that they don't, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they even have it. They may have be a version of one of Tarantula now, but I don't think they really use that character all that much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not too much. But I mean, I just think for the idea of like, it's, it's, you know, inadvertently you're messing with Peter and Spider-Man by bringing Gwen back. And I think that was a really, you know, really powerful thing for a villain to do whether he knew what he was doing or not. I can't remember at the time if he even knew who Spider-Man was, but I think he makes it. Oh no, he does realize it because of the whole thing with the, because that was when you said the thing about the doppelgangers. I'm like, we had a Spider-Man clone and that whole thing turns into something more than it is. Right. <laughs> when we get like Kane and, and Ben Riley,
2: Right. Who's your favorite Clifton? Um, I mean, it's so hard to say because there's so many, but what I was thinking, and, and I think we've mentioned this on an episode before is just how strong out of the gate uh, Stan Lee and and Steve Ditko were with presenting villains, and I'm just going to run over this again just to to reiterate it. So, supervillains start in Amazing Spider-Man number one, mm-hmm. and that one is the Chameleon, right? And mm-hmm. then Amazing Spider-Man number two is the Vulture, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number three, Doctor Octopus. Amazing Spider-Man number four, Sandman. He fights Doctor Doom, who was a Fantastic Four villain, in number five. And then Lizard in number six, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And then Liz- Living Brain, who honestly hasn't had as much enduring power as as some of the others. I don't think, right. but uh, but was one. Then Electro by number nine. The Enforcers by uh, a little bit later. Uh, was that one of the annuals? I can't remember when Enforcers showed up.
3: I'm but, trying to think because yeah, Enforcers are pretty early too.
2: Yeah, they're early on. Then is in issue number thirteen craven's in issue number 15 mm-hmm.
0: yeah man all the classics are right there at the, yeah. like in the first two years well that's like yeah like isn't issue two have
3: the like which is for two's the, the vulture you said right yes because one of those like early vulture appearances also says that the terrible tinkerer
2: right mm-hmm. yeah that's that one yeah
3: yeah and then and then we find out in the background that with a terrible tinker one of the guys is one of the henchmen turns out to be quentin beck
2: okay yeah yes mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. if they meant that yeah. meant
3: that, that to happen or they or they right. back you know they back fix it and be like oh yeah he was there you know doing right. his special effects deal and then turns out to yeah. be Mysterio stereo later on so
2: right not much later on i mean 10 right. issues later
3: or so right he gets his <laughs> own gimmick and then becomes a super villain too so yeah
2: but it's just crazy like how much all these just stuck and had mm-hmm. such staying power and are such good oh, yeah. villains i mean i was always a sucker for sandman when i was younger for some reason yep. like that's just one i always mm-hmm. had an affection for right uh, just from the animated stuff and the comics
3: again getting back to visuals i think Sandman's just a, a super strong visual villain mm-hmm. especially yeah. the way the dicko drew him i think a lot of the dicko stuff you know with him just like you know being poured over and you know <laughs> spider-man trying to punch <laughs> right. through him and like like if you yeah. watch, um, if you watch the the Toad McGuire movie, like some of that stuff, they do really well in that movie of trying to capture just how, you yeah. know, how hard it would be to fight a guy who's made of living sand. Yeah. They like can
2: just smother you at any second. Yeah.
3: At any time. They <laughs> can just yeah basically just kill you.
2: Yeah. Right. Your but, punches um, mean nothing. hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the gags are kind
0: of great, too, too, where he's like pouring sand out of his boot and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like spit and stand. Like right. it doesn't make the it doesn't make the villain any less menacing, but it but it's <laughs> right. also like such a such a Peter Spidey thing to do. We're like, of course, even right. in defeat. Like not only is he defeat, like now there's sand in his shoe, and he's on. Right, yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like
3: right, sure, you know. But that's also the thing of I think it's one of the early issues. He you know sets up his automatic camera to take pictures of the fight, right? And then it doesn't. It's overexposed, or something's wrong with the film. It doesn't work properly. Mm-hmm. So then <laughs> Peter has to basically recreate them and it's just him in the spider-man <laughs> suit throwing sand in the air and trying to punch it
2: right
3: <laughs> right, <laughs> to, right. To, to try and recreate this sandman fight i mean i've got i mean i said this again going back to making spider-man annual number one the the fight the all the Ditko splash pages are some you know some, some really great work from and just really great comic book stuff but I, there's a, the splash page of sandman in particular is one of my favorite pages of comic book work ever i love that there's, again we'll we'll put it in the notes but um it's just a really cool, you know, a cool shot of like Peter sort of enveloped, you know, he's Sandman's around him at the same time. He's trying to like, you know, drape himself over him in the midst of this fight. Um, it's just great. I mean, really, really cool stuff. But yeah, I agree with Clifton. I think Sandman's a great vision, great villain and a visual, mm-hmm. you know, always artists seem to do really cool visual stuff with the Sandman.
2: Yeah, there's tons of fun stuff you can do with them, like his hands being weapons. Yep.
0: My favorite is Probably Doc Ock. Yeah. I think I think I think he's he gets the little kid reaction at of I me. Mean, we're like, ooh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Like like I get excited about him. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean one of the things I think that's so strong about his set of rogues, um, and I would say I, I would put, you know, in all of comics, I would put Spider Man and Batman at top. I think I think both collectively both they have the best bad guys. Mm. But I think I think what Spider-Man has that Batman doesn't is I think that some of the characters have kind of like a built in gimmick that sort of like changes the, the, the approach for the hero a bit. So like one of the mm. things, so one one of my also favorites is the lizard. I love the lizard. Yeah, And I like that the dynamic there is not really, I have to like, like beat him up, right? Mm-hmm. It's really more like, where the word defeat comes in handy, right? Where he, like he has to defeat him in some way, without hurting him because it's because it's Doctor Kurt Connors, right? Right, and then Electro is like you can't touch him because he's electric. He's going to electrocute you the second like you put your hands on him. So I got to figure. He's got to beat him with his with his mind somehow. I got to figure out a way to to you know defuse the situation and, and, and nullify his threat. And I just like that they're the villains kind of have a built-in different approach like completely mm-hmm. different approach like you guys are saying with sandman like what are the, are you gonna punch that you can't punch that how do you, yeah. do, how do you beat that right right yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> But you one know one
1: thing too i say about spider-man's foes too all of them if not initially but over time develop a personal sense to peter which you don't mm-hmm. really get with the other villains i mean they ain't wrong you know villains more than once you come across them it's a more of a hatred thing but for some reason or another, a lot of the villains Spider-Man, at least the, the best storylines that have a personal connection to Peter, like what you said with Doc Connors. Yeah. At one point, they uh, even tried to, uh, and then there's um, Green Goblin, Norman being related to his best friend, you know? It's all, the best ones, I think, are that, pers- that personal touch, even with Venom, the fact that the suit used to bond with him for, what, months or years at a time before um, even coming across to what it was, you know? Yep. But. A lot of them have a personal, it's like, it's, it's not enough to hate them There's right. a personal sense in it as well with some of them, you know? Yeah. There
3: definitely seems to be more of a, like you said, I agree, personal stake, Yeah, you know? I mean, Pete, you know, we, there's definitely a, um, almost a six degrees of separation mm-hmm. with Spider-Man villains Yes, <laughs> where, yes. where Peter's, Peter's the, you know, the center spoke of all these, those wheel turns of who the villains are,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know? I mean, again, you think about like with Dr. Octopus, not so much until he tries to marry Aunt May. Um,
1: That's yeah. <laughs> you know, could, yeah. Could have been yes, his uncle. Yes.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's that. There's Norman Osborne, as we talked about, of course, is, is Harry Osborne's father, his best friend's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandman, not so much. Electro, not so much. But they do go on to have sort of a, you know, because at one point, they, you know, in the early 90s, you had a, a push where they were trying to make Sandman, um, more of a like take a heroic turn mm-hmm.
4: yeah you know, i remember that yeah yeah
3: you know, it starts i think it starts off in marvel 2 and 1 he and the thing having a long conversation and then he ends up you know thinking about it and then eventually i think he's like a probation avengers member at one point like he's, mm-hmm. or he's with uh, i know he's with silver Sigil at one point hanging out doing basically just being a hero type stuff mm-hmm. yeah but who else i think well craven's i mean you know if we take about craven's last hunt <laughs> that that's Definitely, that gets pretty yeah. that gets pretty intense for <laughs> you know their relationship, I would say. Um, yeah, you know that's why I was that's why I was thinking about the whole thing with them doing the solo movie. I'm all you know it's it's I'm fine with it, but at the same time, you know I I just keep praying that we're gonna get <laughs> a moment of solo like, Craven
0: movie. You're talking yeah, about yeah
3: yeah the solo yeah. Craven movie they're doing. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it. I don't know who's gonna go up against, but I I just keep wanting that moment of you know. Him stepping off that steamer you know that that boat and just saying i'm here to hunt the spider-man and that's what our movie is for two hours you know i just want that so bad
0: Mm -hmm. okay well let's go there really quick i was gonna save it for later but but you opened it up okay so so what's what's a villain that you want to see done in the movies in the mcu
1: (laughs) that's interesting I mean, just to, be a, just to put this out there, I want a third crack at Venom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 A third crack. Um, But that's interesting. That's very interesting, actually. Uh, it's funny who we left out, too. We never really discussed. Now,
0: is Kingpin would be one against Spidey,
1: or is that more of a dead of one now? Is it Red Con to dead of one now?
2: I think Spider-Man's fair game. Right. as far as movie rights went it was daredevil kingpin daredevil movie rights initially and then came back with daredevil movie rights so legally they tied up more to daredevil than spider-man but clearly i mean there's a there's a history of the characters and now i think mcu makes it fair game that they've got the rights back to or the the usage of everything currently Yeah. yeah yeah i think i think it's that coupled with the fact that
0: you know Kingpin comes along in daredevil at a time in comics when you could like kind of up the villainy mm-hmm. a bit. And, uh, and yeah, Kingpin does some, some horrible stuff to Matt Murdoch. Right. Just, and, those, yes, bo- yes. and those books are classic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. And, yes. and I think, I think that's also one of the reasons why he gets sort of, uh, you know, at that point, like he wasn't being used as a Spider-Man villain very often, yeah. but, you know, but yeah. But he started as a Spider-Man bad guy. I mean, you can't forget that.
3: And there's definitely been moments over the years where, you know, they've they've either, you know, they've had a mutual, you know, respects that are sort of mutual, you know, annoyance
1: of each other for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a hard question because as far as villains go, now that I look at it as the Spider-Man has probably has, we've seen most of his, I would say we've seen most of Spider-Man villains on the big screen over batman at this point yeah um, yeah i think
0: they both nah exceeds it not, not 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 disagreeing with you i mean i mean yeah you know you're how you feel is how you feel but my thing i think they both fall into the trap of of like let's get to the favorites let's keep bringing out the favorites mm-hmm. yeah no
1: definitely but you i know? mean if if i'm gonna put out a list if we've gotten green goblin
4: mm-hmm.
1: we've gotten vulture mm-hmm. we've gotten dr octopus we've gotten electro We've gotten a lizard. We've gotten a rhino. We've gotten <laughs> Sandman.
0: Right. <laughs> and we've gotten v- Venom. The one that stuns me when, 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 it, when I think about it, the, the two that really surprised me, you said one was Vulture. Like, I kind of mm. can't believe we got a Spider-Man movie got, with, yeah. Vulture, as with Vulture as the bad guy. With Vulture as <laughs> the
2: bad guy. And was so good. And it's really good. Yeah. And it's good. <laughs> It's
0: really, 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 really good. Yeah. And, and, and he is, dare I say, one of the best bad guys the MCU ever did. Uh, Yes. yes, I think. Yes. Great Um, story. There's some great moments. There's some, there's some, you know, menacing moments where, you know, he's in the car. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, I just saved your life. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah, Good stuff. I'm going to give you some free advice. Yeah. So that one (laughs) surprises me. Uh, the owns Mysterio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I missed, yeah, and Mysterio. I kind of can't believe, and I'm ecstatic we got Mysterio as a bad guy. Yeah, fishbowl head worked. Yeah, the fishbowl
3: head worked again. <laughs> yeah. It's a great visual. I think it's a great visual look.
0: But they did. They made it work twice. They made it work in the classic.
3: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in a revisioning way. Yeah, and it like it and like and I could eat it either way, and it wasn't dumb ever. Right, but and no. like yeah. yeah. But in eight movies, we've gotten that many villains. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. There's still a few on my list that I want to see, though.
2: Yeah. A big yeah. one for me is Chameleon. Yeah. Yep.
0: He's mine, too. Yeah. He
2: was there from the start. Like I said, Amazing amazing Spider-Man number one. He was one of the originals. And, and as far as movies goes, it's such an easy visual to do and such an easy thing to make work. Yep. <laughs> that I think they could do a lot of fun stuff with it
0: it's such a fun thing that, like that you can hide in the trailer, yeah like if mm-hmm. you can keep it secret that he's the bad guy right 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 like the head faking you can do in the trailers with, like it's chameleon the whole time right right like yeah, it, like chameleon is so, so great, and then you know you could tie it to shield also <laughs> I mean it just like it, it, it like it writes itself they have Nick yeah. Fury there and nah. Maria Hill and all that stuff.
1: I'd have to, you know what? I'd have to, I have to agree with Frank. The one I want the most is Craven, Um, yeah, just because there are certain stories that just, if done correctly, can be just a touch of horror. If I mean, you know, I mean, not like Mysterio, of course. Mysterio, hands down. Oh my gosh, those horror scenes that they produced, I never saw that coming. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But as far as as far as iconic storylines or to bring a personal villain out that would encompass the whole mood of the movie i don't see them not doing um craven at this point yeah. as far as what we've seen already mm-hmm.
3: but yeah the thing about craven though that that issue where he basically shows up i that one has chameleon in it too
1: right i want to say yeah but i'm not when
3: craven sure. first shows up it's basically like oh yeah we know each other or they have a relationship or they relate like they're related in some in some way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and basically it's kind of like i and I i again the idea of him I would like to see Chameleon behind the scenes working against Spider-Man while Kraven is basically hunting him.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what you saying.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. what That'd I want. That'd be nice. I remember Chameleon had something to do with getting Kraven there and yes. like setting up the whole situation. I vaguely mm-hmm. remember. Yeah.
0: That'd be interesting. I think, it would be, I think both would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, but yeah.
2: My caveat would be I
0: want Kraven to be a man. And not a man lion. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, no. Not a
2: furry. Fur- not yeah. a furry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I
1: understand why it was done. It's just, yeah. yeah I, I, But it's the whole instance of could Batman beat Spider Man, in my opinion? You would have yeah. to make Craven definitely formidable as a person
0: yeah. and not right.
1: throw him away, you know? It, that, and, that's, and that's had to be.
0: I get why you do it too. Like, let's scale him up a bit. Right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. making
2: Norman an actual goblin. Yeah, no. but yeah. it's also there <laughs> no.
1: was
0: there yeah, was,
1: bad.
2: There was bad. such power w- to the idea that
0: it was just a guy. It was just a guy like jumping over rooftops with like with like a musket <laughs> or a spear, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or a blowgun.
3: Yeah. My thing is, I don't even need it to be like 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 that. You know, I don't need it to be quite that. You know, reduced. Like I'm fine with the idea of him having some kind of, you know, derivative of the Panther Heart or something from
2: you know that we've seen. Right. Something Ooh. that embellishes his power.
3: Yeah. Something along those lines. Something right. totemistic. I don't really, for him, it'd be fine. I don't have a problem with that.
1: Mm. Uh, no, but I I would want somebody to actually study him. You know what I'm saying? Like bring Spider Man to air with no building so he can't, you know, swing in the action, mm-hmm. that type of aspect of it. Set up traps in an area just like if you're a hunting lion. It, to me, it could be done. Like the shorthand of it, I didn't like was how ineffectual he made Craven. Like it, it takes away the fact that only Spider-Man can fight superpower beings. That's not the case. You know, you and <laughs> right. I both know that, you know, mm-hmm. it just takes a formidable individual and Peter's inexperience to that individual to make it interesting. And right. that's that's how I say it, it would work. Um, but it, it to me as a movie format, it would take time. And mm-hmm. if this man can wrestle lions, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They yeah, yeah. make it seem like that's not a big thing. Yeah, but yeah, I would like that. I would definitely like that. But to me, if I wanted chameleon, you'd have to throw in silver sable, just as a merc. <laughs>
4: you know, oh, it yeah. just
1: it just fits. It just fits. Yeah, but I have a question to you guys. Any new age characters? Because the only new age character I brought up was Venom. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, to me, I'm not a big fan of the new age people. Like was Morlin? Mer- Mer- is that Marloon. the guy? Thank Mor- you, Mor- 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 yeah. Mor- yeah. Mor- yeah. There's characters out there like that that you know they're always trying to create new Spider-Man villains. Anybody mm. that you think stuck, in your opinion?
2: Um, no. I mean, I'm trying to think of ones. <laughs> There's been some fun ones. There's been some fun yeah. ones.
1: I, 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 but to me, I was good with Carnage. I'm like, yeah, I get yeah. it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, he's mm-hmm. yeah, he's psycho. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I, he's never really fit with me. Mm. I was old school. I like hammerhead and people of that nature. (laughs) Right. You know,
0: but carnage does seem to be like kind of one of the last ones to sort of stick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any new ones. I I do have one more for MCU though. uh, Since you guys said chameleon and Craven, which were my, Uh I have
2: two, Uh I have two more sort of. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I want scorpion. Oh yeah. 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 Right. I
1: forgot about scorpion.
2: We kind of got, but you're talking
0: traditional scorpion, right? Yeah, I want I want the guy in the in the suit with the tail with the stinger
3: All right, on good. it that that okay. is
0: that's uh, bankrolled by Jameson, which is which yeah. is also like I, I think such a fun um turning the page of their relationship, right, which right. I don't think you can get out of it. I do, it, like that's the thing. I I think there probably should be some consequences for him doing that, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, definitely. But but I I I like uh you know and and I think if if you're keeping the Tom Holland uh version which you should right
1: mm-hmm. um it comes into play it
0: makes perfect sense that yeah, you yeah, Jameson especially yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This, <laughs> the
2: Jameson they left oh. us with would do it yeah right. absolutely oh, no, yeah, tremendously
1: sure. so tremendously so but what oh not your brother, Scorp- I didn't even think about it when he said it because I was going to say Beetle just because it's okay. a throwback <laughs> right. but really I was <laughs> thinking the Superior Foes of Spider Man <laughs> right. Mm-hmm
2: yeah 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 that is a great one
1: yeah i didn't even think about that till, so till you mentioned scorpion jeez his his rose gallery is just endless right wow yeah.
2: mm-hmm. which is a good book i mean we're talking rose we might as well throw it in there you mentioned it uh superior foes of spider-man by nick spencer and steve lieber um i forget how many issues it was but it's you know a good run of comics there yeah. like 18 March or 17 so. yeah something like that yeah uh definitely check it out it's a lot of fun plays with a lot of the like mm-hmm. kind of b-lister uh spider-man yes. villains, some a-list some b-list and and it just does a lot of fun stuff with them highly recommend that book
0: he brings it back in his own run too when nick spencer jumps on amazing spider-man mm-hmm. like he can't put it down <laughs> yeah he was having fun <laughs> and he, he shouldn't because superior foes is is a great run it's yeah. a great great run, and I'm happy that like right out of the gate he's like, no no, no, no no i'm 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 kind of like playing with some of these toys again,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah my other m c u ones were ones i mean kind of like scorpion like they they teased us a scorpion thing they did. in in home in homecoming, yeah, and then the other ones they teased us both in homecoming that I'd like to see more of are prowler,
1: yeah yeah
3: and yeah.
2: uh bring back bokeem woodbine is the shocker this like yes. his own I version of the shocker, the shocker this time you're yeah. right mm-hmm. he's right. so good forgot about yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah about shocker. yeah that would be great a full full suited shocker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah i want that yep you you sold me <laughs> you sold me good on that i got a real soft spot for shocker <laughs> yeah All right, so like last week, I do have a couple of uh, um, just other questions to throw out. So, keeping with the villains, I'll throw this one since we talked about ones that we like. What's your favorite ridiculous Spider-Man villain?
2: (laughs) Jeez, jeez. Because there's been a bunch. I heard Hammerhead. I heard Hammerhead thrown out there. Yeah, I did did say Hammerhead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a little ridiculous.
1: Screams Dick Tracy, man. Yeah,
0: but I love it. I can eat it. You're right.
1: Um hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. Because you could tell that they start getting derivative at some point. Like I like Hydro Man, but he just screamed to me uh oh, Sandman just in a different way, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Right. I always like the spot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got mine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we're getting it, and we're getting him in uh something. Spider what are you
1: got?
0: Spider Verse. Oh yeah. Verse. Up. yeah. Spider Verse Can I tell you something?
3: Can I mm. tell you something?
0: I can't wait till that movie comes out. Of course, <laughs> see, see, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, and it changes everybody's mind on the spot, and yes. suddenly he's not lame anymore. I can't. Yes, yes.
4: Yes. I mean, he's,
3: yes. He was, you know, he was used a lot in Spectacular Spider-Man, and then I think the last place I saw the character before they made this announcement was in um, Wade's Daredevil.
2: Okay, mm-hmm.
3: the very first or second issue is like where, where Matt's at the wedding. Well, Daredevil's mm-hmm. at the wedding, I should say, um, and he fights Spot. I think in, in that. I think it's that issue. But it's you know it's a he's a cool if you're not familiar with Spot, um, he basically can throw these literal spots in the air and then you know reach through and then use them to like fight you from a distance, <laughs> which
1: is cool. Yeah. Well, to me, I'll just I'll, I'll, a screen to me Zach that fate that uh, Warner Brothers cartoon you love so much.
0: Yeah, the portable <laughs> the portable hole. hole. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Yes. It's great. But yeah, but he's basically Nightcrawler. I don't get where everybody's like, oh, he's so lame. No, like, he's not lame. Like, <laughs> no, it would be he's wicked hard to fight.
1: Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> yep, for sure.
0: Yep. Absolutely. But no, if
1: that's what they're introducing and they put that character on the list, I can only imagine what they're going to fill the rest of the uh, the character listing with. Mm-hmm. I, f- I totally forgot he existed until I saw that yeah. picture. Yeah. Huh.
2: My favorite ridiculous one is Leapfrog. A.K.A. Frogman. Yeah. Frogman, yes.
0: <laughs> You're going to have to fill us in on that.
2: Uh, inventor who has, like, magnetically powered jumping shoes. <laughs> and, okay. Like, was from the suburbs and goes to the city to, to bank rob with them and wearing a giant costume like a frog. <laughs> That's his whole gimmick. Okay.
0: That is pretty ridiculous.
2: They made a Marvel Legends that looks fantastic.
0: It's a great figure. It's
2: amazing! It's a great figure. figure. That Marvel Legends figure looks so good.
0: Well, the other thing is, like,
3: it's he's also a legacy character too, because originally it's like the dad was a villain that fought Daredevil back mm. in the '60s, right?
4: And
3: then um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Dematteis who takes him and puts him in an issue of Marvel Team Up with the or the first appearance of the White Rabbit,
2: right? The yeah. Marvel I White Rabbit. Yeah, Marvel. I was White gonna guy. say her. I yeah. was gonna say
3: her. White rabbits a good visual too, but that, that's when the, when they when they announced the frogman figure and the, and the white rabbit, it's like right around the same time. It might be the same wave, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're both great figures. But yeah, that's <laughs> I agree with Tommy. White rabbits another one I have a soft spot for. <laughs> okay, and they basically brought back. I think they did. I want to say it was during Nick Spencer's run on Amazing that they did a, a female Secret Six, a Secret Six a female, um, Sinister Six. And okay. she's in that uh-huh. with, like, the, the female Electro and some other characters.
2: Okay. I know that.
3: Yeah, it's fairly recent. I've, I still, I remember seeing covers, but I haven't read it.
0: I didn't get super deep in his run yet, but everything I've read in it is terrific. Okay. You know, I've, I've read probably 18 of them or something like that. Yeah. His stuff is so good. His amazing stuff is the one he's with Ryan Otley, right? Yeah. 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 I, th- right. I think a couple different artists, but yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I think, I think, I think Ryan Otley is the one that starts it. Ah, okay. Yeah, like Ryan Atley stuff.
3: But yeah, I, I um White Rabbit. I agree with, with Clifton. And I'm, I'm all about Frogman. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good stuff. Um, trying to think. I know there's one that I'm missing that I can't think of because he's had some. I mean, he's had so many, and then he's had so many good ones. Then there's always the ones that are just like what <laughs> they did. They had to fill that month's issue, so this is what they came up with.
1: Yes, am um. <laughs> in a hurry to
3: see Tombstone? Yeah. I am, and I'm not. I'd like to see Lonnie. I like Lonnie mine
1: is nice but i don't know
3: i think part of it is you'd have to set up robbie properly
1: yes yes and that's That's where he resonates the best
3: yeah the fact that when you get that when you get that whole background again i think it's d Matias' run on spectacular where he talks about no i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure that's where you get like a tombstone's origin and how closely his um growing up was connected to robbie robertson i think that if you set that up good or set that up well you could basically
0: get a, a lot of mileage out of tombstone yeah and his daughter is in is in Superior Foes, who's also Tombstone. Oh, I had Tombstone I had a daughter, huh? Isn't she? Am I remembering that wrong? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. God, Isn't his daughter I read, a Beetle?
3: <laughs> I haven't read all of I Superior Foes, but it's okay. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I like Tombstone. I think, but again, I think a lot of that is like you'd have to set up the the that whole part of it would be you'd have to scale. You'd have to basically deal with scaling peter back to being more about new york Mm. because i don't think you could do the like like you know that's something for his own individual movie where you would do like you know tombstone and silvermane and um hammerhead and who else the rose like all those gangster you know and the kingpin Mm -hmm. all those mobster types right you know well because every now and then when you know in between like you know issues of of spider-man fighting like fire lord or something, you'd have moments where like, there's a gang war that Peter has to deal with. And I was I, like, it was, sometimes it was balanced really well. And sometimes it was just as little abrupt as that. It's like, he was just out in space. And now he's back worried about, you know, you know, a, a car, a car thieving ring or something like that. Right. Uh-huh. So I think you could do it. I just think you'd have, they'd really have to commit for like a movie, an entire movie to be like, yeah, he's going to be street level for
2: this. Right, right, right. This is just gangs of New York with Spider-Man. Yes, yeah,
3: basically, exactly. Basically, basically. But I mean, a lot of times, like there, uh, one of those gang wars, it was like him and Punisher and Moon Knight and Night Thrasher. <laughs>
4: and- yeah. Love so- Night yeah.
3: Thrasher. Yes. Somebody <laughs> else, you know, some other, some other more like down to earth characters had to help him out. So
0: again, I don't mind that. I think I had that comic book. I think I had that comic book in one of those like Costco <laughs> sets that you get like in the right. bundle of twenty. I think <laughs> yeah. I got that one. I think that's where I found Night Thrasher. I'm like, this yeah, guy's it's- awesome. You could do it. We got a note from our engineer. Beetle is the daughter of Tombstone. Oh, okay, very yeah. good. Well, now, so, now hey, I, I learned something on this episode. <laughs> Look at the big brain on me. I remember that, that. I did not know yes, about, about yes, Spider-Man
3: indeed. and and some of his foes. How about that? Um,
0: but yeah, I, I think
3: I think when Tommy was asking about the modern age of villains, I, I think I was thinking the 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 the, the video game.
2: Mm-hmm. Mr. Negative. Mm-hmm.
3: Mr Negative's a great choice. I think Mr Negative is is a pretty great again visual villain.
2: Yeah, I haven't played the game, but I do see lots yeah. of chatter about Mr Negative. He's got fans. He's got a lot of right. fans now.
3: Right. And they just put it uh they just put out a they're doing a Marvel Legends 2-pack with him and like Goon. It's like Mr yeah, Negative and like a Goon, goon from yeah. his. <laughs> like but goon. the thing about the Goon is like it has different Tengu mask so it's kind of like you could basically swap it you know, if you bought enough of them, I guess you could basically <laughs> swap and have an army of guys and it looks, it's looks cool. It looks really good, but I like him. I also like, what's the, is it screwball?
2: Yeah. Screwball.
3: I like screwball. That's one of the few carryovers from the ultimate stuff, mm-hmm. but I like in the game, it's more like screwball puts you on, like, um, makes you do a bunch of like mini quest type stuff. Right. Which I think works, yeah, per- which yeah. is, you know, as a nuisance character is kind of fun. Cause they, right. you know, they're, you know, It's harmless. You know, the character's harmless, but not harmless at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Spider-Man has enough of those. Like, I think Spider-Man's villains are either, like, super deadly or laughable. And there's not a lot of gray in between, so.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: The first time I remember her seeing her was in the Dan slot. Like, what was the brand new day? In the brand new day run of comics. That's when I remember seeing her first. Right. Is that right? I feel like that's where she first came from. I thought...
3: who am i thinking of i thought that bendis created the character i could be wrong i could be totally wrong we'll need to look it up
2: okay i do remember her popping up in that but that's she's one that she's one i was thinking of again like like you said when mentioning like a newer age and newer we're still going back like 10 15 years uh for when she came around but like i kind of i kind of like her and like she 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 falls somewhere between like I like her and a ridiculous one I also like, so it's, it's right. like genuine like a ridiculous, like
3: yeah, oh yeah, well, i mean i i I won't deny that in the game she can be like the yeah. characters' both you know can be very annoying' yeah. I'm like, ugh, I don't you know I don't want to do it another, I go on another like I, i'm I'm busy with the main <laughs> stuff, I don't have time for your you know whatever's popped up.
2: I do know in the game she's voiced by uh Stephanie Lemlin who is Artemis on Young Justice. I do Oh, know I didn't much. know that. Yeah, that's the how voice actress that? for her in the game.
3: Well, that's cool. That makes sense. I can mm. now I can hear it. Okay.
2: Yeah. And I always like her and stuff, so.
3: Right. I think Mr. Negative is a good it's a good choice. I think Mr. Negative could be really really cool. Depending on how they use him. Cuz again, it's another one of those things where it's some, it's it's another aspect of the gang stuff that we don't normally get. Um a lot of times, villains don't have like. Well, I mean, it, I guess you could say uh, it's been a while since a lot of villains had um, a secret identity of their own,
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and that's one of the deals with Mister Negative. Is like, no, he's definitely like person who has like a, another side to him. So it's kind of like you have that, you know, him being Mister Negative and also being, and I can't remember the character's name, but um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot yeah. about that. The only person I remember them doing that was um, the Hobgoblin with Ned Leeds. That was such a big thing.
3: Yeah, that whole thing was great. I remember we we're reading that as it came out and the fact that like they basically, I mean, you know, they had three different reveals as who the Hobgoblin was supposed to be, you know. And again, I you know, that's one thing I do like. We, we get it a lot when we're talking about Batman stuff. We do get a lot of like, well, who's this character really? Like with Hush and other stuff. But they like to do that in Spider-Man as well. And I think it really lends itself to Spider-Man stuff. The idea of like there's a character or villain, we don't know who this villain really is and then it may be someone from the like his Supporting cast.
0: Yeah, I think there's mileage you can get to from that kind of mystery for a character that's not a detective, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of natural in both instances, right? Where Batman's detective, so of course, right, he's got to figure out who this person is. But yeah, then then the flip side of that is is you know, what if you don't have that skill set and you have to figure out who it is,
3: or you don't have the time and the resources to you know go after every (laughs) you know single lead out there, right? You know. If I don't go to work, I'm not going to get paid. If I don't take pictures of myself fighting villains, I'm not going to get paid. You know. <laughs> oh, Peter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One more engineer's note. And okay. That that Screwball was created by Dan Slott and Marcos Martin ah. and first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 559, 2008. Thank
3: you, engineer. So,
2: yeah, I think that was in the brand new day, run.
3: Okay. Then I must be thinking of a different Bendis character than it must mm-hmm. be.
2: And screwball, we did we didn't describe her gimmick, but her gimmick is that she's kind of like an internet thrill seeker mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like she's just out there doing stunts and having fun and mm. crazy stuff and capturing it all on video,
1: right? Getting likes, yeah,
2: yeah
3: getting yeah. likes. But in the game, it's very much the idea of like I'm gonna I'm gonna record this while I put Spider Man through his
1: paces. Yes, Okay. yes.
0: Very throwing much it, so.
1: Yeah, throwing a game as well.
0: Yeah. All right, question time. Least favorite costume?
2: <laughs> oh, because we did favorite costume last yep. time in last episode.
0: I'm predicting we're going to hear the word armor yes. very soon, listeners. Yes. Yeah, that's a good.
3: That's <laughs>
1: a good guess. That's a very good guess.
3: Yeah, the spider armor is probably my least favorite. It's, it's just an ugly costume.
2: <laughs> but which spider armor? The silver <laughs> or the red and gold?
3: Oh, that spider. Uh, no, no. I like Iron Spider. I think Iron Spider is okay. a cool costume. I enjoy that costume <laughs> quite a bit. I think it's pretty sharp. I, I think the the, the black and, and silver one.
2: The black and silver, okay.
3: Yeah, the black and silver tends to look like oven mitt.
2: <laughs> so you're the original Spider armor.
3: Yes, yeah, from like Web of Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, not a fan of that one. I had that toy. That was the black. It was like black with the silver plates on it, like the big plated yep. armor. Yeah, that's probably my least favorite. In the red and gold, so the the armor suit he gets from Tony Stark in the Civil War comic, I did not like because they made the stupidest choice of giving him only three robotic legs. Yeah, instead of four. Yeah, and if I remember right, the reason Joe Casada gave, because he designed it, was that well, people would expect four.
1: Which is a
4: terrible
2: <laughs> reason. Yes, we would. <laughs> terrible. So reason. that's why he didn't do it. Be yeah, too obvious for. I'm like, yeah, because spiders have eight legs. That's what I didn't like about hate, that one.
0: Yeah. I hate <laughs> that reason. That makes no sense. It's yeah. so dumb. It's so
2: stupid. But then like I was kind of dreading it when we saw like Civil War was coming and I was like oh no now they're going to do that armor mm-hmm. in the movies. <laughs> like now it's going to stick even more. Uh cuz it was only short-lived in the comics. Um but yeah, then when MCU gave it to us I was like oh this isn't so bad cuz it had four yeah. it had four robot legs.
0: It had four <laughs> robot legs. <Yeah. laughs> even still yeah. though, it is still visually yeah and and you're right i mean it is much easier to swallow in the movies but even visually (laughs) it's still of all the (laughs) costumes he wears it's my least favorite of all the costumes he wears yeah yeah (laughs) so so they preserved even that so that's (laughs) cool they carried over yeah yes
2: that it was so short-lived it serves a purpose in those films and then they move on yeah yeah
0: i i go with um the scarlet spider from the 90s which one? Uh, the red, the red like spandex with the blue hoodie, sleeveless hoodie. Oh, over <laughs> top of
3: it. I, you know, and the funny thing about that,
0: Zach, is I didn't like it either for like the, when it was out in
3: comics, but the figure, the figure, <laughs> and it, it's three D, like the three D representation. Like
0: it's, I think it looks great. I think it looks really, really good. <laughs> okay, thank you for setting me up perfectly because oh, <laughs> I was actually gonna say. Man, I hated that costume for the longest time, but yeah. looking at it now, yes, yeah. it makes me go, wow, in in like 94, mm-hmm. this costume is weirdly ahead of its time right now because it's <laughs> right. almost
2: in style now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely had such a resurgence. Like, there's tons of fans of that costume now.
1: Yes. Yes. Wait, yes. Which costume again? I,
2: I'm totally lost. Just the Ben Riley, The Ben Riley costume. The
1: original, not the new one. Right? Not the it's red and black the- one. Yeah, I yeah. don't like that. Okay, thank you. Yeah.
2: With, them, like- with no, the sweatshirt no, no. on top of the suit, the sweatshirt yeah. on yes. top. Yes, yeah. because, yes, because
0: like, okay. So weirdly, when you think like like Under Armour, when people are like wearing like the leggings with like the shorts over top of it, yes, <laughs> like people right. are doing that suit now.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's so weird, and like, yeah. and, and like they they were that costume was so ahead of the hoodie like resurgence that we saw never like like I joke about this and costumes were like were like they they go through like these phases of like where everybody was in a trench coat for a while that was a phase and then and right. then there was a hoodie phase if you remember like Shazam had a hoodie right yeah. <laughs> right it was yeah. like let's give everybody a stupid hood and I'm like <laughs> man like 94 they were so ahead of that <laughs> <laughs> well there's also the, the
3: fact like like you said there was also like we talked about it before the idea that in the 80s superheroes in jackets and like in like um What's those jackets? The the you know we talked about with the animal man, the idea of like wearing, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. wearing oh, oh, talking about
1: leather leather jackets, yes. No, yes. Yeah, 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 basically leather jackets.
2: Yeah. Or faux yeah. leather for animal man, because mm-hmm. he was a vegetarian. Right, faux yes. leather, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Jackets, right. um jackets also with no shirt on underneath <laughs> was also a big thing yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh and weirdly, again, was also in style like not too long ago when you saw people in suit jackets right. doing that but
2: animal man would just wear his jacket over top of his superhero outfit. Cause he needed somewhere to put his keys was his reason. Right.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah. Pockets.
3: Or he's yeah. like, I get, I'm flying and I get cold. What am I supposed <laughs> <Right>. to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate the jacket thing as the, the yeah. practicality of it makes sense.
3: But no, as soon as I saw that, like I got the action figure of the, of the, the original Sp- Scarlet spider costume. I'm like, this actually is pretty cool looking, mm-hmm. but I <laughs> yeah. never felt that way in the nineties. I always like, ugh, no, <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't yeah. like it then. Me too.
1: Yeah, that, that particular one's rare. Yeah, they, after that, they, they stuck with the, the resurgence of the new one, which is like, I get it, but man, <laughs> I, I kind of wanted the first one with the hoodie. All
0: right. I got, I got, I got two more. Okay. And, then, and hopefully the second one will, will be a jumping off point for, for um, uh, an, another subject for us to go into. But So I'll, I'll do another quick one. What's your favorite web tool? your favorite thing he makes out of webs <laughs> they can't be swinging, right so it's got to be mm. something else he uses
3: i always uh going back to the issue with the lizard um I liked that he was able to make like pontoon shoes <laughs> what <laughs> like he's in, what? he's in he's in he's in Florida he's in the everglades, and he's like i've got I've basically got to paddle through the swamp. how am I gonna do this and he basically makes it <laughs> and it's early on so they may have, you know It may have just been, like, you know, Stan and the guy in the bullpen being like, what do we do? He's like, he makes pontoons out of his web shooters. And he's able to... (laughs) And there's a shot from behind of of him, like, paddling through the swamp that I love because he's just, like, you know, lone Peter. You know, 16-year-old, 17-year-old Peter in the midst of the Everglades trying to find a man lizard. (laughs) (laughs) You know? It's it's awesome. It's such a great it's such a great bit. Right. That's one of my favorites. Uh, okay, yeah.
0: pontoon pontoon shoes. Pontoon shoes. I, okay, awesome.
1: For me, I go with the classic backpack.
2: Okay, all right. To stow his clothes on the side yeah, of the building. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one.
3: Yeah, but it's always such a ticking clock. That's what I was, it always it always brought is, my anxiety is. for me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know, Peter, a,
0: you you you're gonna come back, back and your stuff is all.
3: All your stuff's gonna be gone.
0: It's gone. All yes, your stuff's gonna fall sixty stories. Wings. Right, yes. right. It's just gonna, it's the wind's gonna
3: take your shoes and your and your and your clothes out to you know, out to the to, to 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 Staten Island. You know, it's just right. gonna be all the way out there. You're not gonna have your stuff, so
0: you got one, Clifton?
2: Yeah, I mean I always liked I always liked the web balls that he would shoot okay. and bounce around. Uh which we got a little bit in the movie, I think, in Homecoming, didn't we? Mm. I think he had, it's a setting on that suit. But yeah, there was an old. Uh, I think it was in an old Amazing Spider-Man. They would have like infographics sometimes, mm-hmm. and right. I think that's where I saw it. And there was one that was like, "Here is all the uses for Spider-Man's webs." Yeah. And it's got the yep. the raft that Frank was talking about, where he's just sitting in a little raft with a paddle, like mm-hmm. pushing along the water. <laughs> yep. Uh, there is also a shield where he made a big web shield. Yep. Uh, parachute, yeah, was, yeah. A parachute, a yeah. parachute, which I guess I've probably seen. Mm-hmm. and skis which i don't remember but they do <laughs> right. they do appear on this infographic
3: yeah i wish they did those that's one of the things that, i mean granted with it with paper being so expensive and the fact that you know they can't really do that kind of, i miss infographic stuff like that That yes yeah. yeah it's so yeah. much fun
0: i like the parachutes because they're all like every writer who's ever done the parachute has always written the, the words like it worked like, yeah. like, <laughs> right, right. like as it opens which i think is so fun but that's like from like Amazing
3: One when he's helping bring down the capsule for for uh, John Jameson Jr. Like he has to web that so because the capsule like if I remember correctly doesn't open properly, right?
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, right.
3: And he has to basically fa- you know fashion a quick parachute as they're you know falling in free fall.
0: But I remember in those infographics and I was going to say this one just as a reminder that it's not my favorite because he's never done it. I'm pretty I pretty sure, but I remember there was like they said he could make a club, yeah, out of his yeah. webs, and yeah, I was like what. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you can make a bat? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awful.
3: <laughs> right. A bludgeon.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Or a shillelagh. I like, I call them shillelaghs. Shillelaghs?
3: That's a good one, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the spider shillelagh. A spider the shillelagh. spider shillelagh. Yeah. Okay. Favorite Spider Man artist? Ooh. Oh. Ooh.
1: I don't know. It's. To me, that's, that's loaded. It's more like your favorite artist drawing Spider-Man. Right. Because mm-hmm. I hate to say, at one point, it was McFarlane. Okay. He, uh, when he stepped on the scene, he, he added the element of the contortionist. Because yeah. after mm-hmm. that, no one has looked back as to what he's done. So I, I would say McFarlane. Only because he added the dynamic the artist didn't do before mm-hmm. to the character. Not to say that I want him to draw Spider-Man, never that. Because <laughs> to me, there's so many other better ones currently out now that I that I drool over. That that definitely uh, character uh, do Spider-Man well. But if we far as, as far as groundbreaking, I, mm-hmm. I, of course I have to say McFarlane. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I want him as a contortionist or majestic. Because some people make him majestic. Like I love how um, what's his name from Marvels?
3: That's Ross.
1: Yes, he can make him majestic. Yeah yeah but as far as contortionist Spidey goes yeah McFarland
0: I like that McFarland made him skinny like kept I like the artists that do him skinny
1: yeah you okay. know yeah because was it Did you like Bagley then?
0: I think he did a, yeah I mean he's not my favorite but yeah I liked it I liked that he kept that going too mm-hmm. Um, you know my favorite ironically I don't think I don't think his Spider-Man is really well known for that but I think I'm going classic I'm saying Ramita.
2: yeah that's where I was going to go. Just yeah. nostalgia Ramita, is John Ramita Ramita Sr. Sr. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: senior, know, right. senior. yeah senior. Oh, yeah. No contest. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no contest,
1: though. Oh, yeah.
0: oh. Yeah. I like I like Junior. Sorry, but yeah, Junior. But yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs>
1: Junior. I like Junior. Yeah. But I like him when he does Punisher and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Like when he has guns in his hands. That's square head.
0: I like him on certain characters, but Romita Sr. I mean, it was, just, it was just such elegance and like. Uh, there's such a cleanness to like his line work and everything. Like, I mean, it's just, it's I can look at his stuff all day. Stuff is beautiful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If I picture Spider-Man comics, a lot of times I'm just going to be imagining or picturing John Romita, senior art from that, Mm. from that run of comics. That's like, that's just how I kind of picture Peter still a lot. If I think about it.
3: Ditko. Yeah. Yeah. The real classic. I I mean, I, you know, yeah. I love, that. I mean, I love that Ditko stuff so much. I mean, there's so many, you know, so many things that, that we, that's shorthand for Spider-Man comes out of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, just the other thing is a lot of the angle choices you choose, right. you know, a lot of the, you get, that's where you first get the whole, you know, Peter Parker is Spider-Man's in the foreground and then he does a flip and then he does a jump over and then he leaps over something else all in one panel, you know, mimicking the action. Right. That, that all comes from there yeah. too
2: yeah um
3: yeah you know the classic bit of, of the you know the spectral spider-man holding you know peter and betty brandt at that point apart because he couldn't possibly be with her
4: mm-hmm. you know
3: all that stuff it begins there and then you know he to me ditko is like um is like the is is was great about the people that in his backgrounds and the people that he drew all looked like people Right. <laughs> like they all had a, like their own look to me yeah, it's like huh. it's like a coen brothers movie with the extras and the people in it everyone's distinct everyone has a certain look mm-hmm. you know they all look lived in and that's how Dicko's fa- like faces look too yeah and then just, just the fact that like you know costume design of all the villains and the right. spider-man costume alone um and then if i had to choose somebody else and this is a, you know this is a wild card because it's not really he wasn't on the character very long and didn't do a run other than like chapter one, which mm. I didn't really care for. But um I love the way that Byrne would draw him in Marvel team up. Really? He has about it. I think he has about a year's run of like of care like him teaming up with like, so you can see Burn John Byrne draw Spider-Man, which is great.
4: Right. Yeah. You know, and
3: he has like the we talked about it before his appearance with Arcade's first appearance in, in in Uncanny X-Men.
4: Right. But
3: in Marvel team up it's like it's Spider-Man and Thor and Spider-Man and, and Iron Fist you know Spider-Man and Havoc uh Wasp and Yellowjacket uh Red Sonia, uh
2: Captain Britain
3: Captain Britain oh yeah right exactly <laughs> thank you Clifford Captain yep. Britain Tigra all these great characters and it's all Burn oh I mean all these great it is all you know it's Burn at the height of his powers and it's like one of the, it's the closest we would ever get to Burn being like 83 Burn drawing Spider-Man you know cuz it's yeah. like that's the only book that he was you know able to do at the time before he mm. was you know winning uncanny and then Basically, did whatever he wanted pretty pretty much after that. So, that would be my close second. I love Burn Spider Man
1: too.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now that I think about it with Romita Jr., I love the one he drew
2: him in the rain, man. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what,
1: what I thought about. Sad
2: Spider Man.
1: Yeah. Yes. He'd always I mean, yeah. get him in the rain, man. He does do puddles well. He does puddles very well. But to me, I, for the longest time, I confused Ditko with Gil Kane.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. just okay. because
1: he did it after the run and he's not bad at all
3: mm-hmm. no Gil Kane is is definitely you know, a high point on the book too but I think I like you know I love Gil Kane but at the same time I feel like Gil Kane is the star of the book not Spider-Man
1: if that <laughs> makes any <laughs> sense <laughs> no explain explain that
3: I think explain that Gil that. Kane is that Gil Kane is, is is so highly like at the time was so highly stylized and you knew you know, not that I thought, not that I think that he had like he only had a bag full of tricks and that's all he had because he's he was he was excellent like at stuff that he did like Green Lantern stuff he did and, and Spider Man, but I feel like a lot of times when I look at a Gil Kane book with Peter, mm-hmm.
1: I mm-hmm.
3: know shots that I'm going to get for sure no matter what.
1: <laughs> okay, and
3: it was kind of like it was more like a showcase of his work as opposed to him being like, what's the best thing for Spider Man? If that makes okay. any sense. Okay,
1: no, I, that's what you're saying. Well, okay, then what do you think about Ross Andrew then? I like Ross Andrew too. Like I
3: was, I almost thought about it. Uh-huh. Like I was trying to think about, cause again, that's where about where I came in with like the, 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 the clone saga and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure is Ross mm-hmm. Andrew stuff.
1: Yeah. I liked him cause he always depicted the flips. Like, yeah, it, it that was, I was about he to say always depict his agility, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. You got
3: the agility in there. Um,
0: I love those panels. Yeah, those panels are great. Yes, there's again, yes, the there's a great, great one
3: with the with the tarantula where he basically starts off on the front of it and like punches him and then does a flip in like a full splash and then jumps over and lands behind him. I if we could if I can find that we'll put it in the notes. But again, mm-hmm. it's a really great splash page that he does. I like Ross Andrew a lot too. It's just not he's not my like when I think of Spider Man, like I said, I, I think of you know, I think of that the Ditko stuff for sure. You know, and then I also think of, like I said, just the, the greater Marvel universe for me was all the stuff with Burn. So
0: hmm. I wish somebody did a whole issue of that agility panel, like a full issue <laughs> of like whatever right. it is, just, like just a chase like, scene of it. The whole just issue a whole is a whole chase yeah. scene. It's a, yeah. scene. It's a fight. That. It's him trying to get home in time, whatever, like right. doing like the Ferris Bueller sequence at the end with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Sure. <laughs> right.
2: I'd be way into that. But yeah, just going back to Ditko for a second. Uh, after we recorded last week, I, I saw something that I wanted to share. This came by way of Kurt Busick okay. sharing some uh-huh. Spider-Man thoughts that he had posted a picture like of a newspaper clipping from a long while back that showed uh, Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. and it was it was just something. I mean, back from when Ditko was younger. This this newspaper clipping showed a young Steve Ditko, and somebody replied to Kurt Busiek's tweet saying that's literally Peter Parker, that Mm -hmm. young Steve Ditko looks like Steve Ditko's drawing of Peter Parker. Like it was very much a self-portrait. Right. And Kurt Busiek's response to somebody pointing out that that looks just like Peter Parker was saying, yeah, considering how much Peter Parker looks like Ditko, one has to wonder about him having a blustery, irascible boss who lied like a rug took credit for everything, reframed <laughs> events to serve his own purposes, and kept trying to cheat Peter. Mm. Then went on to say, <laughs> Parker was the guy who brought in the pictures too, which Jonah would use to warp into his own idea of what the story should be. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. A little, so, bit, a little bit of meta-textual. So potentially some, some, yeah, some yeah, some autobiographical <laughs> comics there going on. <laughs>
1: He yeah,
3: no,
2: like I saw road. that on Twitter.
1: That thing's that yeah. When music put <laughs> that up, that was amazing. That whole um, what he posted, like people were talking. If it was worth, it sort of him responding to it. He responded to it. Yeah, that yeah. was an amazing post that uh-huh. music put up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, we don't have a lot of time left, but I did want to spend it. The last bit, just kind of like like what we're doing, just kind of going over uh some of the the MVPs of. Spider-Man's creative teams all over the years that we think are like the important creators that have worked on it. And then we'll finish up with um, uh, underrated Spider-Man story that's uh, one of our favorites. So who else you got? Not just our, I mean, we can go into writers also, you know, not just artists here.
3: Roger Stern. Roger Stern.
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't think Roger Stern
3: gets enough due for the Spider-Man stories. No, he doesn't. I
0: don't think Roger Stern gets enough due for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good
3: Roger Stern, early 80s stories that are like not. I know they reprinted them all at once. And then there was like a bunch of stuff like because he did um, like nothing can stop the juggernaut is Roger Stern, right? Mm-hmm. And then he did. Is he he's also is he also the kid who collected Spider-Man? I think so. That's him. Um, mm-hmm. Just right there. Just right there. Those two. Yeah. I mean, they're just really. <laughs> so, I mean, really solid work, you know, solid stories yeah. that he turned in. that were
1: great. Mine was, I think, Michelini. I think, I always butcher his name. It's,
3: I think, it's Michelini, Michelini. but I'm
1: Michelini. But you know, I'm talking about that, yeah, yeah, of course. Just because of that's when I strongly collected his run, or at least, well, that was the highest point of Spider Man for me was when he was writing.
3: Those are some I good stories too.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'd
3: also say Tom DeFalco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Tom DeFalco run in about you're talking about eighty six eighty seven is a great run of Spider Man books. It's like you got like again a lot Sinier. of the Hobgoblin stuff. So, Sin Eater uh, stuff? Yeah. Sin Sinator, well, Sin Peter David. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's in Spectacular. That's Peter David. I didn't know um, that. Damn. Because that's like the death of Gene Wolf and all that stuff. Yes! Is Peter mm. Yeah. Um, what else? But no, I like Tonda Falcon, like I said, that's got like Puma and the Rose and all the Hobgoblin stuff. Um. There's a great, I think it's Amazing Spider-Man 275 where he fights Zarathos, which is like the demon that basically is Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It's a oh, it's a great issue, but again, it's like this, uh, the other. It, but he was a collaborator with Ron Friends, and I think Ron Friends, is another artist that that doesn't get his due for Spider Man,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, turn in some again some really solid work. Um, but yeah, I you know again, Defalco is one of those writers in Spider Man. I'm like, no, that guy, you know, solid stories, good stuff, but doesn't really get talked about often. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna throw Bendis's name in the hat too. I was I, I think bring him went. up all the time. <laughs> that's true. Think definitely it. Bendis. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's an important Bendis. Spider-Man creator. Oh sure. I think, I think just if nothing else, yeah. I think I think Ultimate Spider-Man alone, if that's all he did, I think he would be incredibly memorable just for that. But the fact that also he's the creator of Miles, the yeah. co-creator of Miles, yeah. I should say, and the fact that he's able to kind of like capture that spirit all over again mm-hmm. with like, another version of the same character, I think is kind of incredible. And 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 we're seeing that, that, like, that character's having immense staying power also.
3: Well, I think Ultimate, I mean, I think Ultimate was important for basically helping give Peter a shot in the arm, for sure. Yeah. You know, again, basically, you know, bringing it back to its roots and basically trying to, you know, give a, a whole generation a new, you know, a new feeling of, like, wow, Spider-Man's pretty cool. And then, like you said, the whole thing with Miles being, you know, another version of the you know a legacy or another version of that character and then having that be something that stands on its own and then you know the only oscar-winning spider-man movie is that one right
4: mm-hmm. yeah you know? that's
3: far yeah <laughs> thus far yeah. i mean you know, not the oscars are the end-all be-all but still you know yeah it's an amazingly good movie with, with miles morales in it yeah
1: as the center of it which is insane
3: i mean we talked about it before we, you know I, I think we're all you know hoping that you know, sooner rather than later, we get Miles in the MCU as well. It's only
1: yeah, a matter of time.
0: Definitely.
1: You know. Yeah. But to me, I, I'll go on to say, what's the name? Um, Craven's Last Hunt, Jam the Matisse. Yeah. That's a hell of the a Matisse story, man.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah.
3: It's great. Yeah. He did a lot of good stuff. He does that one, which is great. And then his run on Spectacular is really good, too. Again, it's another run that people yeah. talk about, but I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, Where you have the whole thing with resolving all the stuff with Harry being the goblin
1: he takes him to dark places if you look at his run the stuff that he does right. with spider-man jesus <laughs> it's well i man. mean
3: that's but that's a cornerstone of de Matisse in general is the fact that he'll you know he'll his his stuff is is incredibly like you said it can be incredibly dark but at the same time there's a lot of hope infused into it oddly enough but no i yeah. agree with you a lot of yeah. spider-man stuff is like you know is is pretty heavy like it's you know especially the the, the craven's last hunt um you mm-hmm. know I, you know that's again that's another one that it was like I know I, it was nothing like I had read about Spider-Man before it. And I don't think I've seen anything quite like it since.
0: Right.
2: You know, for mine, I'm going to go back old school on this one. I'll go back to Jerry Conway. All right. You um, did Ooh. a classic run, classic and also heartbreaking run. Mm-hmm. And then earlier than that, old, old school and say Stanley and Steve Ditko okay. as writers on Spider-Man yeah, jointly. So that's, that's the ones I'll throw in. Okay. Yeah.
0: Good list. Which Jerry,
3: which, Jer- I'm just curious, which Jerry Conway were you talking about, Clifton? The 111
2: to 149.
3: <laughs> the whole run? Everything? <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's, no, no, that's run. fine. I, th- I thought when you said heartbreaking storyline, well, I thought yeah. you were talking I mean, about mean, The one...
2: heartbreaking storyline is, of course, uh, right. involving Gwen Stacy. So, yes. a pivotal yeah. historical yeah. moment in Spider-Man history Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that he contributed to.
3: Yes. But no, I agree. Also, I'll, I'll close out on the entire run. That's yeah. fine. I just I thought we were talking yeah, a little yeah. more about that one, but that's I mean, fine.
2: That is specifically what I was referring oh, yeah. to as the heartbreaking oh, yeah. part yeah. of his run,
3: for sure. You'd say it's some people yeah. say it's the it's the loss of the innocence of the Marvel universe. So yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Yep. <laughs> Jeez, no, I forgot. Oh, I forgot also. Uh, Peter David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know more for the Hulk stuff, but the stuff that He didn't he create on um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine and the whole he multiverse, did. but or oh, Spider Verse stuff.
3: Yeah, well, he did a lot of, the, yeah, he did the the twenty ninety nine stuff, and then, um but Dan Slott did a lot of with the Spider Verse. Okay, okay, where basically he was bringing in like you know tried to bring in the the newspaper Spider Man and and the what's the one with the, the giant robot?
2: Oh, Spider Mech. Yeah, Spider. <laughs> nah, I mean, basically I any Spider Man so version. Was, that one was created by Gerard Way. That's the later one. Uh, okay. the one that shows up in penny parker that was created by gerard way of my chemical romance oh no i'm talking about the one that was the, oh. the one base is it the is it the japanese tv show yeah, yeah the Supida man the, that's it yeah yeah the yeah neck.
3: that's yeah. the one yeah 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 Slot was the one that did spider-verse for basically every any version of spider-man throughout anything mm. he was able to would try to use i think he even wanted to use like the hostess pies
2: spider-man <laughs> right But I, really? I,
3: I from the ads but i don't know if he was able to or not so.
2: okay
0: Man, I feel like even it, with two parts, we still have only scratched the surface. <laughs> we could have done, I feel like we could have done like three or four episodes on this. Could have but been the <laughs> month of
1: Spider-Man, really. Yeah, I know. Right? Honest.
0: Yeah. Um, but so let's start closing out and we'll finish up with uh, uh, an underrated Spider-Man story that we all love that we want to recommend out there that's you know maybe not talked about quite as much. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, send it our way in the comments or on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. Okay. All right. So let's close out now on on underrated Spider-Man story. What's your pick?
1: Without thinking, for me, it was Spider-Man and Wolverine, that one shot. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. uh, Only because, I mean, they come back to it. Yeah. But it to me, it's a nice depiction of who Peter is, yeah, and it embodies what he's about, and it just reminds you where his strengths lie and where, and who he is as a person outside of New York. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So he's so out of his depth. Oh.
1: Really out of his depth. <laughs> so
3: it's so well told by yeah. by at that time Jim Owsley, but now it's Christopher Priest. It's a, it's a really yeah. great one shot never uh you know I, we've talked about it before but just the scene of where he's pounding wolverine's face and all that wolverine you know and he's in the, and the internal dialogues and he just won't stop smiling
4: yeah Cause wolverine
3: because wolverine <laughs> just knows like you shouldn't be here you don't belong here and <clears throat> it's you know it's only going to end badly for you and
1: it does, mm-hmm. it's, and a tra- it does.
3: it's a it's it's a it's a very tragic spider-man story but it's a good one too
1: but it works it works yeah oh
3: yeah oh, it's all in character it makes perfect sense oh, yeah
1: but I like how the way we got it because it it doesn't really give you a, a elongated uh, storyline within the series. It's just like I, I feel like it's like one of those rare occasions where an editor or the comics group says, "You got a story? Yeah, okay, here, let you write it, do it." You yeah, know? it almost
3: hmm. it almost screws up the it almost it doesn't quite fit in what they were doing at the time in the book because at the time you had the mystery of the hobgoblin going on and that was the big driver. Um that and like was it the know, gold
1: notebook thing too? What's going on that time? Yeah, that's the web of Spider-Man I'm with the, like, yeah. yeah
3: with with the Beyonder giving him the gold notebook and whether what he was going to do with it and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's all around that, that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, who said that? Tommy, you said that one. Yeah, you yes. said Good choice. Wolverine, right, great choice. You said, okay, yeah. sounds like Frank is co-signing, but Frank was yes. yours. Come back to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: want to be remiss to get what you feel is the best.
0: Yes, yes, Clifton. Are you are you ready to go, or do you do you need more time too?
2: No, I can. Mine. Okay. I don't have a specific story per se. I'm going to go to one I've brought up. i brought up probably a time or two on the show when we talked about comics along the way, but it is the uh, Spider Man's tangled web from around 2002. Basically, anything. <laughs> so many good stories in Spider Man Tangled Web. That's where I would go. Uh, just for a lot of underrated Spider-Man stories. They were all self-contained. They were either like one shots or, you know, two parters. Yeah. Different creators telling different Spider-Man stories. Um, some of the standouts are Flowers for Rhino.
3: That's a great one. Which
2: is basically mm-hmm. Flowers for Algernon, but with Spider-Man villain Rhino mm-hmm. becoming a genius after, <laughs> after surgery, after a brain surgery. Um, there's one by Paul Pope that i remember liking a lot mm-hmm. called the collaborator uh from spider-man's tangled web number 15 uh darwin cooks worked on several of them yeah. along the way he did a christmas themed one uh so that's where i would go for some of my favorite underrated yeah. spider-man stories
0: there's a really good um greg rucka one i, I about the kingpin okay i thought it was really good too i'll yeah. try to
2: find that one um, for you real quick
0: yeah there's a great one there's a great one about crusher hogan yeah it's written by by raven the the wrestling <laughs> star raven yeah. scott Levy. It's a, yeah
3: it's very good the chameleon story in there is, yeah. is, a, is that one i'm thinking of is that from that that run as well
2: that one i don't know i don't
0: know the chameleon story
2: i'm trying it's to remember
3: the, it's a it's a i want to say no i'm thinking of the web spinners i'm not, i'm thinking of a different book
2: okay that's a different one mm. yeah
3: i'm thinking of a different book
2: I think the the kingpin yeah. one is Spider Man's Tangled Web number four. Mm-hmm. Appears to be that one. Severance Package by uh, Greg mm-hmm. Rucka and Rizzo on art. Yep, Eduardo Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good cool. one. Yeah, good book.
0: Good. Um. Yeah, cool. cool to get Untold Tales in Tangled Web thrown out in there. Yeah. Yeah. Tangled Web you can find in trade. They traded him. Um, I think it's four trades. They did the whole run.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which is cool yeah and it's it's like if you're a comic fan um think batman black and white right like that but in color
2: (laughs) (laughs) but different artists doing different takes different writers different takes different styles it's all interesting stuff
0: all right frank you ready you want me to go go ahead okay (laughs) you will not say mine i'm pretty Uh sure Mm -hmm. um i'm going to go with Uh, surprisingly, uh, Mark Miller story from Marvel Knights. Uh, Terry Dodson was the artist. So it's a story called down among the dead men. Okay. And this was a Christmas present from our engineer. Ah. Uh, and I thoroughly love this four issues of it, which, uh, you know, it's, uh, somebody has figured out Peter is Spider-Man is basically just kind of making his life live in hell. Um, I don't want to go into much of it, but there is an awesome, awesome, uh, like action sequence of in a hospital, which is, which I always thought would be like an awesome set piece for, um, for one of the movies. Like it's just, it's, it's so, so awesome. Um, and I remember telling our engineer, I was like, this is really good. Thank you. Like, I really love this. Uh, I, I kind of want to go on cause I think they did it for a year. And then he was like, no, you don't. Trust me. He's like, no, no, stop. Just stop. It's over after the fourth issue. Do not go on. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's mine. Down Among the Dead Men.
2: All right. Yeah, I forgot that Mark Miller had a run on Spider Man, honestly. It was like right around the time of he was big on ultimates and everything, right?
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty close to that. I want to say it was like 2002, 2003. Yeah. When he did it. Um, so yeah, so he was definitely like he was he was hot stuff mm-hmm. at the time for sure. All right, Frank. <laughs> Give me one sec. I can't find I can't <laughs> He's find the too issue. Too many Sorry. to choose from. Jeez, yes, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to find the issue. Hold on. <laughs> Are you thumbing through books right now? Yeah, I'm I going through my long boxes.
3: Done. Give me a sec. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Are you ready?
2: laughs> he hasn't been at a wow. convention. He's out of practice. I'm out of practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm so not. Yeah. He's probably hit the fourth long box by now yeah, at your <laughs> speed,
3: man. <laughs> All right. I know mine. Finally, I think. I'm gonna, at least it's one I'm going with because I've, I've, I can't find the one that I want. So I'm going to go with this one. If I find it in the ensuing okay. in the ensuing days, we'll put it in the notes. Um, but no, it's a, it's Amazing Spider-Man 251. I've talked about it before. It's It starts off with uh, 250. He's fighting the Hobgoblin. Um, it is the issue that basically for me it shows the resilience of Spider-Man as he's fighting the hobgoblin. There, I think I've talked about it before. They're in this battle van of the hobgoblin and they're driving down the streets of New York about 90 miles an hour. And Spider-Man is is, you know, uh fighting the hobgoblin, and it looks like it's at one point he's died, and then he, you know, he's pounding on this the windshield of this thing and this battle van and and the hobgoblin, you know, he's like it's, it's kinda like, you know, you're wasting your time, Spider-Man. That kind of thing, and then it's you know Peter doesn't stop because Peter doesn't stop, and then you know he starts to crack it, and eventually, you know right before he busts through, he's like you know what the hell is this guy made of kind of a thing. The Hobgoblin starts to get scared, and then they end up in the Hudson River. He only finds the Hobgoblin's mask. It's one of those first times in the whole Hobgoblin saga that you think the Hobgoblin's gone, and then it ends with him going to Secret Wars. Okay. It's a great issue. It's one of my favorites. Love that one. It's, it's not a great the issue cover. Th- yeah, it's a terrific cover. It wasn't the issue I was thinking of, but it is one of my f- all-time favorites, and I think it's highly underrated. Both two fifty 250 and two fifty one.
1: All right, awesome. But, you, but but you're not sure about it. I'm confused. Oh no, no, I love that issue, and I've talked about it before.
3: It's a great. It's an underrated story. Like I don't. It never shows up in like the greatest Spider-Man stories. But I love it. It's oh. just not. It's just not the one that I was looking for. There's one that I like. That's, um. I mean, I can give a synopsis to that one. I just can't remember what issue it is.
2: You can give us the synopsis, and we'll put the issue in our notes when we find it.
3: All right. So basically, the issue is it's it's kind of a day-in-the-life issue for Peter Parker. You know, he, things are not going right. If I remember correctly, he ends up saving people at a church. Like, there's a, like a hostage situation in the church, and he basically almost does Tommy like he does in the video game, kind of like the Arkham Asylum thing, where he just drops down and starts taking dudes out one by one. Okay. And in the end, it's just him and the guy, the guy that's like the, the mouthpiece or the spokesperson for this group. And he's like, nope. And then, you know, takes him out. And then it's one of those weird things where he kind of wins the day as Spider-Man. And then in the end, he has a very uncharacteristically Peter Parker moment where he's like, I'm quitting grad school and never goes back. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's one of those issues of like, I remember reading at the time being like, this is, you know, it's great. But at the same time, the flip of it is no, he's Peter Parker. He's like, and it's not even like a dramatic, like. I'm never going to do this again. It's kind of like, no, I just I just missed the deadline and I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm going to be Peter Parker and Spider-Man and that's it. So but the issue itself is great because, again, it's it's very much a, you know, I'm doing my thing, I'm going around and I saved all these people and I think I could do more as Spider-Man right now than I could be as being in school as Peter Parker. Oh, so again, it's a sacrifice issue.
0: If only somebody paid me to be Spider-Man <laughs> oh, and I can. Yeah, and it could be my career. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's a couple of those, too, where he tries to, you know, join the Fantastic Four, join the Avengers.
0: All right. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time.